is young Muslima. This is young Muslima. Riding in that cheaper. What you wanna do? Yeah. Wrangler, Wrangler, Wrangler room. What you wanna do? Yeah. This is young Muslima. Peace, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Regime Radio. My name is Basha, and you're listening to a young black Muslima. This is a community of blossoming humans in which sometimes I do answer questions and make you think about your potential to make change, which you already know it's up to you. My answers are based off my understanding of my way of life, which is Islam. So believe me when I say I want for you what I want for myself. Today, I wanted to talk about something that was so important for me to like get out and I think like a lot of the times when you're having like these kind of combative you know moments with yourself you're like should I talk about that should I not but I'm just gonna be me because I feel like on the podcast thus far I have continuously you know expressed myself to you all and continuously you know just giving you guys life experiences some pointers some experiential like self-help tips But at the end of the day, I think it's so imperative to just show you my journey and my story. So one thing I really wanted to talk about was the uphill road to getting here. So first, I converted to Islam in 2015. And that was a decision I made because I was struggling. Like, I was literally struggling in the world. I was struggling to be who I naturally wanted to be in this dunya. I was chasing the dunya as if the dunya was my last meal. And I looked to Islam for answers. I looked to spirituality for answers. Because at the time, I was studying, like, Pan-Africanism. And I was trying to, like, get an understanding of, like, my spirituality. And get an understanding of who I am and, like, who I want to be. So I came across Islam within studying. Like, I've always known about Islam, right? Like, because my uncles, you know, they're from North New Jersey. They grew up Muslim. Like, some of them converted when they was in jail. So, like, I basically got an understanding of who I was through, like, a journey connecting myself to womanhood in Islam. So, I got to know different women that were Muslim, and I got to see women actually practice this deen so beautifully. And, like, I looked at them like, wow, you're not oppressed. Like, you're not, you know upset or like you know alone I felt so empowered right and I just was like wow I didn't think Islam was like this so it was so important for me to share this journey with you because I know that if I continue to hold back my story and my journey that it wouldn't necessarily be complete like my podcast it doesn't make sense if I don't tell you my story right so peace guys I don't know if you guys if you guys are listening right now to the podcast I am on live I'm on live right now, and if you guys did not get a chance to see the live and you're on live right now, you guys can watch it on IGTV because I will have it up and soon will be on YouTube, like I said in the previous episode last week. So I just really wanted to, you know, like I said, tell you guys a little bit about me and really just open up the floor for questions because I do feel like as the podcast grows, I want you guys to get to know me better. And this podcast has been here for two years. Like, I've been doing Young Black Muslima for two years. And I have not once opened up the floor for, like, live questions. And I think that that's so imperative. So go ahead, ask away in the question box below. I look forward to answering them towards the end of the podcast episode. So let's get into just the journey within being Muslim. So the first time I actually went to go pray in 
a match did, I was so nervous, okay? Like, I was like, I'm not about to go in this match shit. Like, I'm not about to step into this match shit and these people are gonna be looking at me like, who's this girl, like, with this turban on? Like, what is she doing? So, I think what happened was, I just winded up not going. And then, I was like, you know what? I need to be around my people. So, I winded up going to the Mosque 7C in Brooklyn. So, that was my first time ever, like, being close to a masjid and not going. But, I was still trying to learn how to pray. So, I would learn how to pray at home. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. And, I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, I went into the Nation of Islam uh, mosque and it was just so peculiar like I was like I don't know if this is how it should be but it feels off because I was getting patted down you know like you know just getting checked and also just like sitting down like I felt like I was in church I wanted a different experience um being Muslim and I felt like I was in church when I was inside of the, the nation of Islam mosque although I felt as though it was just a comforting feeling of being around my people I still felt like something was missing so, years later, like a, a year or two later, I went to the mosque for the first time on 96th Street in Manhattan. And that mosque literally, like, made me feel so comforted by me as a growing Muslim and my conversion to Islam that I grew so much around the sisters that was actually, like, helping me grow and teaching me about the deen. But one thing I knew for sure was that I didn't have access to the knowledge I needed. Access to the knowledge that taught me about, you know, a majority of the Quran taking place in Africa. Access to knowledge that taught me about my people and the scholars that are African Islamic scholars that have so much to offer. So much to offer. And we don't talk about them, right? So going forward, I basically, you know, got to sit down with um i believe his name was um ishmael muhammad um dr um ishmael muhammad or the they call him doctor of love or um the minister of love in the nation of islam and i remember it like i can smell the room like the incense that were were burnt there and like this one kid that was like talking to his mom in the other room i can hear it like it was yesterday and he literally said, you know, this is Elijah Muhammad's son. He's saying, like, talking about just Islam, right? He's like, you know, I'm just going to say this right now. That if you are a Muslim already, you know, that is something you should be grateful for. That's something that you should be, you know, in gratitude to Allah for. What are you doing here? And I just was like, What? You know, because I was still going to the Nation of Islam mosque and I was like trying to be MGT. And he literally was like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, wait, what? He was like, you need to be appreciative that Allah showed you Islam in the way Allah showed you. This is just a springboard. This is just a step in the progression to actual Islam. So when he said that, I was like, did anyone else hear that? Like, am I the only one that heard that? And I was just like, wow, subhanAllah. Like, so he basically expressed that if I've already taken my shahada, then, like, you know, I don't have to be here. Like, I don't have to be in the nation of Islam. I can just practice Islam, you know? And that brings me back to Warti Muhammad and how Warti Muhammad was, like, told by his own father, Elijah Muhammad, to go study Islam in Egypt, in Mesher. 
And that's why a group of people left when they did with Morty Muhammad. So, you know, bringing it back to my story, basically I'm sitting in that room next to a sister and a brother that I know um, that are still in the Nation of Islam. And, you know, I was wondering if I was the only one that heard that. And they were just literally like, you know, it was like it didn't even hit their ears. It was like I was the only one who heard that. It was like if you are, he was literally Ishmael Muhammad, minister of love, if you guys know who he is um, in the nation of Islam. He literally said like loud and clear, clear as day that, you know, I'm losing my sight. And I don't know if this is a punishment from Allah, but I do know while I'm alive, I need to say this, that if you are already a Muslim then just be grateful for that. You don't need to be here. You need to appreciate that. Why are you here? You need to appreciate that you accepted Islam. This is a place for transitioning people, like basically coming out of Christianity and trying to learn about more about Islam because Christianity has done a number on black people, right? So I was just like, oh my word. Oh my word. Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe he's saying this. And no one is saying or doing anything or, like, even budging. It's like no one heard him say that. And I was just like, that was for me. Like, Allah, like, literally sent this man for me to learn a lesson and to for me to take that in and a sign from Allah. So I was taking that as, like, okay, you know what, Basha? You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision whether or not you are going to stay in the mosque 7C, keep coming back or going to the Harlem Mosque for classes, um, Mosque number seven, or are you going to, you know, just practice Islam or Orthodox Islam as the Nation of Islam calls it, you know, or are you going to just kind of like, you know, stay stagnant? Because I was in that space where I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to be with my dean because like I didn't feel accepted in the Muslim world because I guess I was going to the Masjid 96 on 96th Street that was like more Arabs than black people and I felt like or maybe I just didn't see the black people okay like maybe I didn't see them because of the sisters like I saw a couple sisters there that were black but I just didn't feel welcomed and so that's why I decided to go you know forth with the process of being an MGT I didn't finish it because of this you know this basic you know underlining story and it made me realize that I was not grateful like, I wasn't grateful for Allah making me a Muslim from jump. I took my Shahada in Newark, New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. I took my Shahada in Newark. And, yeah, I just needed to be appreciative of that. And I don't think I was. Like, I don't think I was even showing the most or least am amount of gratitude for Allah for changing my heart. Because at the moment, I was just like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, accepted. So, but the thing is, Allah accepted me because Allah made me a Muslim. So, I say this story to say that this journey has been something else and it has been something that has helped me to grow and helped me to see my purpose as a human being, has helped me to appreciate and to really come close to my understanding as a soul, like what my soul is here to do and why my soul exists. So yeah, I just really wanted to share that story with you guys because I know I've never shared that story and I know like... I made a YouTube video that kind of, you know, it disrupted some things within the Nation of Islamic community that I have, not like the whole community because, you know, I don't, I didn't expect it to disrupt the whole community, but some friendships that I had in the nation. And I just want to say that 
I will be doing an apology video because I'm just thinking about how I did that video and like it was just pure nefsy like it was just my nefs and my ego and I, t I spoke to brother Ben X about this because um, he did like a response to the video I did and you guys can find it on YouTube and we were going back and forth for like weeks about it um yeah and I just really wanted to do an apology video an official apology video because I love my brothers and sisters in the nation and I love you know my brothers and sisters that are five percenter and that are in the more science temple so i think my experience in the nation of islam was quite different because i was more um committed to being in the nation and so i spent more time in that area but i had brothers and sisters that were a part of more science temple or that are still a part of more science temple and brothers and sisters that are five percenter and i think within that space you know I was getting upset because of how the brothers were treating me, right? Like, I felt like, oh, this is Islam. Like, you should be treating me this way and that way, and you're not, and this is ridiculous. Like, I felt some type of way. And I had to realize in that moment that these are my brothers and sisters. And so something shifted where I, I kind of got, I want to say Muslim bougie, where I thought that I was better. And that was, I think, at the time when I had got married, and I married an Arab. Like, I'm just being 100 with y'all because at this point in my life, like, I have no reason to hide things. Allah knows. And I just want to be 100 with y'all because y'all follow my podcast and y'all listen to my, you know, my episodes. And I just felt like this is the episode to start anew to really give you guys more about my life and my journey so that you can understand, like, where I am at and why I am the young black Muslimo that I am. And just really, like, helping to evolve this journey. So, basically... I had married an Arab, you know, Lebanese dude, and I think at the time there was something that went to my head, and it was just a matter of, like, conversation that we would have, but there were certain things that he would say about my people that I was like, that's unacceptable, you cannot, you cannot say that about my people, absolutely not, so I think in that moment I realized, like, okay, you know what, I want to help you know, I want to contribute to the conversation with my people so that we can actually um, break down these walls because we cannot be still in a patriarchy um, of systematic lies that oppress women still to this day. And like, I don't care if you're a nation five percenter, more science simple, um, Muslim, Christian, you know, Jewish, Buddhist, Hindu, like, I don't care. Like, women are oppressed all around the world. Black women, most of all. So if I feel like a system that was supposed to be made to uplift black women and make us feel, like, safe and protected, it's not doing it. I'm just pissed off, right? Like, I'm pissed off. So that is why I said what I said about the Nation of Islam because I don't feel like what Elijah Muhammad did in, in back in the day was okay. But then again, he's a human being, right? But I don't feel like, I don't feel like El Haj Malik Shabazz's death was justified. Like, I don't feel like that was okay either. So, there's so many things to unpack with this journey and this story. And I'm happy you guys are here with me and tuned in. Because I'm going to continuously drop more jewels and, like, lines and different things from my life that I hope can help you grow as a Muslim. And, inshallah, help bring more people into the fold of Islam. Because when you grow, it's because you know better. Like, it's literally because you learn from your lessons. But when you're not growing, it's because you didn't apply those lessons to your current life experience, right? And so the, where you're at right now in your life. 
So I'm just trying to do my best to apply what I know and just be sincere. That's that's it. Like, and I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. I'm not trying to be nobody's guru. I'm not trying to be nobody's guide. I'm just trying to be here as um, a family member, as a family member of the Muslim Ummah. Like, that's it. Because we're all in this together. That, that reminds me of that high school musical song. We're all in this together. Oh, my gosh. Don't mind me. My sister watched a lot of Disney Channel growing up. So, But, yeah, so... I just really wanted to say thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and continuously being here. And I hope I can do these lives more often and just really include you guys in the conversation. This is the first longest episode I've done. And you guys can catch it on my website. It's right there in the bio if you guys want to go ahead and subscribe to my um, actual podcast and follow it and support it, donate. I think that would be great. But yeah, so... Let me know if you guys have any questions. Oh, I see a question in the question box. Because I'm about to close this out. Time to go pray Asr. Okay. What is your nationality and tribal heritage from Cosmic Rasta? Um, so... I consider myself to be an Aboriginal woman. And I consider myself to be an Indigenous woman. But... Um, I guess um, for heritage-wise in my tribe, um, I am tribal here. Ab- Aboriginal tribe is Lene Lenape in this country of America. And then um, also my ancestors within my family lineage connecting to all the way back to my great-great-great-great-grandmother was Mandinka. So from Mali and then um, Senegal, that area, as well as the whole entire West African um, coast and then my dad is from Gabon, which is a West African country. Um, that's his lineage. But obviously, my dad is Caribbean and not from... Um, well, he's from Africa, like his lineage, but he wasn't born there. Like, you know, he's Jamaican. And my mom, Dominican. So I'm just giving you guys the update and the whole lineage line connection to who I am today. And just let's be clear... You know, I'm African. I'm Aboriginal African diasporic woman. Um, Africana woman, period. Full stop. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you all can connect and build with me. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Young Black Muslima, because I will be putting episodes up there really soon and the lives will be transitioning over to being on YouTube. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This episode can be on, um, you can find this episode on any any of the podcast platforms you listen to, especially Spotify. So don't forget to follow me on Spotify. And you can also find this on podcasts and Apple. I'm on Apple as well as CastBox. Um, many different places where you can find this Google Play. So yeah, check your girl out. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Young Muslima.